This podcast is dedicated to helping high achievers on the verge of burnout reclaim a healthier work-life balance without sacrificing growth or success. Welcome to episode 31 of Give Yourself Some Leeway with me, your host, Eugene Lee. Today, I am joined by coach Casey Danielle Halfpenny, and we talk about how to reform a burnt-out healthcare system. Now, we hear it all the time on the news about overcrowding in hospitals or shortages of hospital beds or a high staff turnover when it comes to nurses and doctors. And why is that? Well, today, Casey shares her story from working as both a paramedic and a nurse in an overworked and, I mean, crazy long hours working in a hospital. And why is that? What is wrong with our system? We talk about are there ways that we can reform the hospital system and the healthcare system so that people who have a vocation to help others don't find themselves burning themselves out through utter exhaustion working ridiculously long hours. And if you have your opinion on how we could improve the healthcare system, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at giveyourselfsomeleeway.com or shoot me an email at eugene at leeway.ie. Thank you, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Casey Danielle Halfpenny. Casey, it's great to have you here on Give Yourself Some Leeway. And one thing that I always like to start with, especially with coaches, is there's this point in their lives that like a turning point or a rock bottom or breaking point that they experience that gets them on their self-discovery or self-development journey that. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I worked as a paramedic and as a nurse in hospitals and as first responder. And um, while doing that, I always had the vision as most of the caretakers in hospitals and on the streets that I would like to help humans and make their life a little better and easier with any disease they have. But at some point, uh, exhaustion kicked in, burnout kicked in doing 24-hour shifts, 48-hour shifts, 72-hour shifts, if it was real bad. And um, I opted out for two reasons. One, because I said, I can't do this anymore. And whenever I mentioned the distress or the exhaustion, it was like, suck it up. We all have to go through it. Like, yeah, but why do we have to go through it? Shouldn't it be different? Well, nobody wanted to listen because they were just too scared to actually speak up. So it was suck it up, suck it up. And I sucked it up for a very long time. And at some point I like broke down and I said, um, I just broke down and I said, I can't do this anymore. I started off as a paramedic and I changed from paramedic first responder to the hospital first. And I thought, okay, maybe that will be a bit easier because I maybe have a proper shift system there. And it, of course I will have to take over shifts. I realized that, but maybe it will be a bit easier than being on the streets all night and taking care of drunks because I myself had a little bit of a traumatic past and always being having to take care of especially drunks on the weekend and being even as a woman being touched sometimes by just random strangers you know triggered a few things in me so I said okay first responder may be a bit too heavy for me and my mindset and my mental health so I switched to hospital just to discover that it actually was easier to work out on the streets as a first responder than in the hospital because the mental exhaustion in the hospital is so much bigger than it is on the streets on the streets you have 
like one patient that you can take care of in that time in the in the ambulance that you have or in the hospital it's like in an hour it's like it's like 15 20 people that you have to race to and one is worse than the other and um then it's a lot of this we have to do that now but it's actually not necessary because it's a lot about the money so it all comes together and at some point you're just like what am I doing here well it was for me that way I was what, what am I doing here I can't do this I, I I see all these people having also as patients having burnout so I have to get back to work otherwise I lose my job and oh my god and you're like yeah chill you you're sick you you ha- can't go to work and the people didn't listen and it made me realize that it's not just me it's all the people out there that have problems it's not just being in healthcare of course like carpenter has the same problem he needs to earn his money by selling his tables or whatever he does and um the people through our system that we're living in are all triggered by burnout and seeing that in my own patients while seeing it in me and in my colleagues uh i at some point was let go in the hospital because i questioned all of it and i spoke up and then it was i am awkward to work with and i can't listen and uh I'm not doing as I am told, so I was let go. And I left, and I didn't go back anymore. I went on travels for a few years, <laughs> packed my bus, left with my dog, and saw a bit of Europe, and uh, traveled around, and, you know, did a bit of a hippie finding myself kind of thing. Um, and when I came back, I realized that uh, I really would like to help people. That has never changed. I would like to be some kind of a healer. And since we're not living in the 16th century anymore and I can't go living in the woods and helping people with herbs, <laughs> I decided that being a coach would be the really good alternative to show them what I did, what system I used for me. Of course, there's not one for all solution with burnout or depression or even with a traumatic past to overcome it. But there's like a groundwork everybody can do and that you can build up individual for every person. So that's the reason why I became coach or yeah that I'm especially still working on becoming a coach (laughs) or building up uh, being a coach yeah yeah brilliant and like it was kind of like that burning out in your job in healthcare that was what let's say the breaking point where you realize I can't do this anymore but it was your vocation in healthcare that also that also brought the spark into that you wanted to coach you wanted to help people and I think it's also that vocation to help people in hospitals is the reason why so many people who work in healthcare don't leave their jobs even when they burn out or when they're stressed out it's uh, you yeah you are you put under pressure when I left the first few things I got to hear from my own friends friends that I still daily love when I see them but I put aside and they were they, they started to become toxic for me because they weren't able to listen to me and what I was feeling and what I was going through. So I have them daily in my mind and remember them daily and you know, but they're not part of my life anymore that big. Because when I said I don't want to do this job anymore, yeah, but you are a te- caretaker, you are a healer, you have to do it. That's your responsibility. Yes, but is it really my is, is it really? am I really helping people when I am myself I'm sick I am burnt out I am questioning myself every night I come home because I ask myself if the person that that died that day or got worse that day maybe could have been my fault because I did some mistake at some point because I wasn't watching out because 
I, I couldn't concentrate because I'm really, really tired. Like, is, is that, am I really helping other humans then or am I actually making it worse by just following the system the way it goes and not speaking up? And I really got to hear a lot at the beginning, like, yeah, what's your responsibility? You can't just opt out. No, you made that choice. You do that now. Like, okay, yeah, fair one. You're right. It is my responsibility. I took up the responsibility and I don't not want to carry the responsibility, but I also because I have the responsibility, I need to make the choice that I have to be fit. I have to be able to concentrate and I have to be awake to actually help other people. Otherwise, I may even kill them. That, that, that's just a fact. And I don't want to be the one killing someone just because I'm too tired and get the wrong medication or, uh, yeah, pro probably the most factor why people die in hospitals is uh, when they get the wrong medication in ICU or whatever because doctors and nurses and, and caretakers are tired. So, um, yeah, I, I really got a lot of uh, this 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 pressure of, yeah, you have to. Like, no, I don't. I really don't have to. <laughs> what I have to do is take care of myself and be awake to actually be able to help other people and make lives better. So I thought the problem solving would be actually at the root of why are people burning out? What is going wrong? Instead of just like getting to the symptoms. Yeah, I think you covered it really well there with um, like, especially when with, let's say, doctors and nurses, first responders working extra long shifts, working double shifts, working night shifts, um, like even even working eight to 12 hours is long as a long enough day. But working 16 uh, 24 48 or so i've heard or 72 as you mentioned it's like crazy to think that you are then let's say you're you're the authority to a patient in the hospital then to make health decisions for them or to make medical decisions for them or to as you said measure out their medication or for a surgeon to perform an operation and if they're working extra long shifts do you really want to go under the knife and it's like instead of making the workplace a better place for healthcare workers so that the quality of the work is higher. Maybe there would be less um uh less less fatalities as as a result of bad decisions in healthcare if there was a better system in place. And I'm not sure if it's the same outside of uh, Ireland and the UK, but is it a matter of do we need to reform our healthcare system? in some way, um, be that um, bringing in a system that has more workers at less hours and maybe rotating shifts at eight or 12 hours and having a system in place where you can't have someone work any more than 12 or 16 hours or at least have three or four days off if they do. Yeah, I have worked a lot in Germany and normally in Germany, by law, you can't work well, they even, I think by now, you can't even, you're not even allowed to work 24 hour shifts anymore legally, but it still happens, especially as a paramedics, it still happens um, in the hospitals by now, because I am out now for, for nearly three years. So I don't want to judge on how it's working out right now, but the when I was there, I think it's two and a half years now, yeah, two and a half years now, uh, when when I was last time there for two, two and a half years ago, it wasn't legally allowed to work those long shifts. Absolutely not. 
this still happened. And it was like, you know, under the carpet, like never happened was all that. And yes, it has to be reformed. And there, there was things like shifts, like, okay, morning shift, noon shift, uh, night shift that exists. And it, it has existed there too, but there's not enough people working in these jobs. And you even had like these people of like, um, in, in Germany, it's called Springerdienst, <laughs> like the jumpers, you know, they like allowed to stay at home for the day. And if one falls sick, that person's called up and said, okay, here, whoever is sick, you have to take the shift. That exists, but it doesn't work because the payment is too low. Nobody wants to do the job anymore because nobody wants to, you know, stupidly said, uh, wants to clean the bum of other people. You know, nobody, nobody wants to do that kind of job anymore. The payment for doing those jobs, like getting rid of all the, all the dirt on people, because it's not just giving medication, it's washing the people, it's taking care of them all totally completely the whole thing and you have to be cut out for that it's not everybody's thing to do and that's fine you know it's cool but if the payment isn't right for all that work that you have to do mentally and also physically because you have to turn the people around and if you have someone lying in bed that has 120 kilos and there's not a lot of, not a lot of people there you have to try and turn that person around by yourself to wash their back, to wash, to wash the bum, to, you know, you have to do all that by yourself with a hundred potentially kilo person. And you do that every day. That's exhausting. And then you still have the, all the mental thing. Then you get to know someone a bit and you like, like them. And then they die, <laughs> they get worse. And you just see the process. It, it, it is a heavy process. Of course, you just say, get home, do the cut, you know, work is work, home is home. It's not that easy. We are humans. If we if we wouldn't care about those humans, we wouldn't do the job. So um, I think one big part is the people need to get paid more. And I think if the people would get paid more for the job they do, more people would want to be doing the job. I know a lot of people that said, yeah, I would like to help other people, but the payment, nah, I'd rather go into whatever office job because the payment is better and I need to think about myself and about my life. And I get it. It's right. You should. I mean, you have to live a life. You want to want to maybe buy a house, pay your rent. And if you have a such an exhausting job, job, job mentally and physically, and you don't get the right payment for it, why would you do the job? What, what do you get from it except from exhaustion, burnout and, uh, yeah, not even able to really live your life because you have to do so many shifts. So you don't even have free time anymore. And if you have free time, you just want to sleep. <laughs> and you know, that's all you do, work and sleep. So that's what it felt like. Of course, I went out for drinks with my friends and team, but you know, <laughs> if I would see the balance between how much my friends went out and had fun and what I went out and had fun, it was like 10 to 90%. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think it actually starts with um, having, being grateful, being more grateful towards the workers in form, of course, yes, as well, payment. So, so actually you see and go there and do the job and actually see that you get something from it, not just, you know, go there and being used all day. So, yes, I think there is, has to be a lot more reformed uh, so more people would like to do the job so we get more help and something happens around there. So we can take care of people properly. It's like, I think right now it's, I think per nurse, uh, five to eight patients. So she goes into a room and she has about two to three minutes to clean a whole human being and then has to go on to the next human being 
three minutes. You want to tell me that you go in the bathroom and after three minutes, you have brushed your teeth, you have washed yourself, you have put your clothing on in three minutes? I don't believe that. I'm sorry, but I don't. You know, that's that nobody does that. You at least take a few minutes, you know, just to get yourself washed up, brush your teeth and all that. And you can't do that. You have three minutes to clean up a person in hospital. Now, that's no joke. And then you have to rush to the other one. And you have to get it done because then timing is for medication and then the surgery starts. So you, you can't just like, I'm going to take more time now. You can't. You just can't. Because the other patients are waiting and, and surgeries are going on. There's timings for that. It's all like a time system and you just have to rush through it. And that's not helping anybody. Absolutely not. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, we need a reform. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you brought it back to a lot to um, increase pay. Whereas yeah. I don't see increasing pay especially when you're working long hours is going to make a difference because if you're working 24 or 48 hour shifts and yes, you're working for increased pay, the, I think the real issue is that um, regardless of the pay, yes, yes, the extra pay will be nice to spend on the few days off, but you can't enjoy, no matter how much you earn, you can't really enjoy that to its full potential if you're completely wrecked. And your body is is taking a toll on your health as well. Uh, I think um, a better stance would be to have, um, uh, let's say, a limit on how many hours you can work. Yes, for a fair for a fair pay, um, because I, I'm I'm pretty sure that at some point, even if there was increased pay, um, that the tax man is going to be getting the 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 bigger end of the deal in his pocket, uh which which of course i think it's more a matter of having more time and having more alignment in your career and in your vocation and i think that's where it's lacking and that's what leads to burnout is because you're not fully aligned in your personal life in your career in your core values if you feel this rushed at work and you feel stressed that you're not giving your full attention and full quality and full productivity, let's say to your job and to uh, giving each patient enough time, as you said, for cleaning them, for giving them medication. And uh, if you feel rushed and you feel, you, you'll feel guilty um, that you didn't give a patient adequate time, that's going to take a toll on your, on your health as well. And of course, long-term that's going, that's going to snowball. That's going to down spiral. And of course, and, and I see a lot of people, there's such a high turnover in healthcare and people are like, oh, but sure, you went to college, you went to university and this is what you studied for years and now you're just dropping out. And, and they're like, oh, maybe you just weren't good enough for it. They never question, is it the system's fault? Is there a flaw in the system that needs to change so that hundreds and thousands of nurses, doctors, uh, first responders, you name it, are dropping out of the system because they can't keep up with the workload. They can't keep up with how the system is running at the moment. Uh, we're seeing um, backlogs in hospitals. We're seeing pe people on trolleys for four to five days, maybe longer, and and that, and their needs aren't being met. Uh, is there a way of creating a system where you have um, maybe more staff working shorter shifts I don't know how it works. I don't know how the system works. I'm, I'm not good at people management that way, but there has to be a system out there that can better manage the staff capacity in the hospital. Um, 
So I I I always find it interest interesting when people kind of say, "Oh, I'd work the extra hours if it paid well enough." But I think that comes at a cost. As like, like you have to meet, let's say, running costs in a hospital. It's going to come back on people's insurance costs then as well. It's going to come back on on their on their mental care costs. If you're increasing wages, and next thing the tax man is taking forty to sixty percent of that, it's like where is the the happy medium, um, where it's fair pay for the work done, but also giving you the time to recover to be in a better state, no matter how much they pay you, if you're working 48 hours in a row and they're paying you 30 to 50 euro or dollars or whatever for that hour or a hundred, even for that hour, you're still not in the right mental capacity to be like, okay, I'm on my 47th hour of a 48 hour shift. Am I in the right mindset to be giving someone advice that's worth a hundred euro an hour? It's about, I think it's more about being more aligned with your core values in your job um, and having a healthier work-life balance. And I think that's why a lot of people leave their jobs. It always comes back to that they're either not aligned with their core values in the work that they're doing. And um, they seek to maybe do a, a different job, a, 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 maybe outside of healthcare, but they probably still volunteer or they still help out a neighbor and uh, that they're still meeting their core values that way instead. They're, they're no longer in the hospital environment, but they're still helping people uh, in a way that aligns with their core values. So um, I think that's, that, I, I, that's my approach anyway, is that I think that it's not a matter of more pay be, being the solution to everything. I think it's a matter of aligning your core values with your, with your vocation, with your job. No, I'm completely with you. I should probably correct correct that. Um, what I meant with more pay is not um, that I, I work more. For, if you pay me more, I'm happy to work more hours. That's not what I meant by it. I mean, from 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 the groundwork, um, there's not enough stuff there to cover all those shifts and that hours to to so people can work less hours. I'm completely with you. That's why I opted out. That's why I said, hey, wow, no, not happening here. I need to, you know, I I have. I want a life. I, I'm not. I'm not like you know. Maybe maybe uh, maybe a bit corny, but it's true. I'm not. Um, I'm not uh, living for work. I'm. I'm working to be able to live. Like you know, maybe a bit corny. I know, but it's true. It's just simply true. And what I meant with more payment is nobody wants to do the job today. Like you, it's hard to find new staff. So the stuff that is there can work less hours. So I think a payment in, increase from the beginning to say like, okay, yeah, we see that there's nothing happening and we don't have enough staff and the people that don't want to do If you ask the people, most people don't want to do the apprenticeship or want to do the job in total because the pay, they actually say the payment is too low for what I have to do and they are right. So if they would increase the payment from the beginning as from when you start the work and for everybody, like yeah, increase, increase the payment, more people would want to do the job. So you would get more staff and that would make it, that would be um, happening then that you actually could make a change. So the stuff that is working now could do less hours because there is more staff to fill in. But right now, if everybody would start working less hours, hell of a lot of people would die. And that's a fact because nobody would be in the hospitals anymore. Nobody would be in the, on the streets anymore 
or if there would be, it would just be people that work even more hours now that than they are doing now, because we'll have to work even more hours to, to cover that somehow, because there is not enough people. So if they would do the groundwork and say, okay, we're going to make this job uh, more appealing to the people, that people actually want to do these jobs by increasing the payment a little and uh, actually giving the people worth a while, then more people would start the job and other people could decrease the hours. That's what I meant with it. I, I, money isn't the answer, definitely not. The answer would be actually to, to find, of course, the whole system has to be reformed and changed, like I said. That with, with shift works and 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 um, uh, on call shifts and, and and stuff like that, it all has to be reformed and it all has to be renewed. But but um, sometimes you need a bit of bait, you know, to make that possible. To 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 get more of the shoulders of the caretakers that are there, we need more staff, and that's the biggest problem. We need more people that want to do the job to take the load off the shoulders of the people that are doing it right now. Yes. And, and yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, and even not, as you're saying, like I know because it does seem very, <laughs> let's say, superficial. Let's say looking on you when you keep on saying we need more pay, but yeah, from what I you're know. saying, <laughs> like what I'm hearing is what you mean. Uh, that people need to be valued. People need to be appreciated yes. for their work. Yes. <laughs> and, and and that goes beyond just the pay. It's, it's people need to be valued. Exactly. And I see it a lot, especially student nurses going in and they have to do so many hours kind of voluntarily or at very low pay at for our minimum yes. wage. And you're like, they've been training for years. They've had to get high grades in, in school. They had to go through so many years of college, so many exams and everything. And next thing they're put into voluntary work for how exactly. many hours a week. And next thing, they, they're probably trying to juggle a part-time job as well to pay for their rent as well on top of that. And it's like, how can they put all their focus on work if they're worrying about all of these things outside of work as well? How can they be of utmost value to the patients in the beds? And and yes. it, it's it's where they don't feel, they that's where they become cynical and demoralized. And next thing, they start dropping out. And you're wondering why there's a high turnover rate. And it's because they just don't feel valued. They don't feel appreciated in their work. And they realize that maybe I can work maybe I can work elsewhere where I'll feel more appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that, that's what I meant. You, you do the work, like you said. You, you put all it in. You put all your hours in there because you really want to help people. And you, at the beginning, you know, you just, just imagine you're this little person. You're like, yeah, I'm going to heal the world. Yeah, you know, and you want to do so much good in the world. And the fact that people go through all that just to wanting to help other people is is a sheer incredible fact in itself. You know, it's so selfless. It is, it is, it is in such it is already a very very incredible thing to actually just wanting to do that is is has to be appreciated anyway otherwise we wouldn't be able to live the way we do right now in the society we live in if there wouldn't be these selfless people like nurses like paramedics and, and doctors and and then on top of that there's the you go work all the time and at the end of the day or at the end of the month you look at your bank balance and you're like oh cool at least this time i can buy myself a chocolate bar Woo! <laughs> at, at the end of the month you know I mean, that's a bit of you know <laughs> but yeah it's it's you don't you, you, there's no there's no there's no there's no um 
um, appreciation in, in any kind, even the people that you're helping, they don't appreciate you. And the people you are helping in the bigger aspect of like um, helping the government to be able to, so the government can take care of, of their own folks, you know, like, like putting up the system, like, okay, you're a nurse. Oh, thank you that you help, that you help my people, that kind of thing even they don't appreciate you. So you're not appreciated from any side, maybe from your colleagues, so that you actually are standing there. That's the only appreciation that you get. Like, thank you that you're here today. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, yeah, there's not a lot of appreciation for the people. With, with the pandemic, maybe it was a bit different. Like everybody was applauding on the street. Wow, cool, thank you for your work. Because that was one of the first times, I think for, for the healthcare system, the pandemic was in one aspect, one of the best things to happen. Because the people now realized what the people are actually doing out there in the hospitals. And they started to go on the streets to applaud them. And that is, that's a nice gesture, definitely. And I think that was something that, that kicked it off a bit that um, a lot of states and countries started to realize that something has to change. And like they changed a bit in Norway and Sweden. And I think uh, Finland is with the healthcare system, one uh, the the happiest uh the, the the happiest um country in the world i think the happiest and healthiest country in the world or something like that with the system they have because they completely reformed it because they realized that the way it is going nobody is helped and uh, but please don't ask me what kind of system they have right now i don't know <laughs> that would uh that would be a really uh difficult question now <laughs> i would have to google it <laughs> so you're not planning on joining the the healthcare system in finland <laughs> yeah maybe just, just maybe to figure it out <laughs> yeah just just move to finland and no i'm going to stick to being a coach and uh tacking tackling the the core problem of uh what is going wrong and that is not just the health system that is everything <laughs> but that is a completely different topic <laughs> so even as as a as a coach would you help people who maybe they're struggling with stress and burnout in the healthcare system, maybe figure out how to be more aligned with their job um, in the healthcare system, or maybe find a different role that maybe aligns with the core values that they brought into when they started working in healthcare and maybe find it somewhere else in their life where they can still, let's say, align with the same core values that they thought that they were going to fulfill in the healthcare system, but they can do it, let's say, in another walk of life instead. Well, if I would help someone in the healthcare system that is working there, just example, take a nurse. And um, she's like, wow, I can't do this anymore. Have whatever kid at home, you know, can't see it. Not really. Uh, my husband has to take care of that because, you know, never at home or if I'm at home, it's really late or I'm exhausted. I can't do this. I can't do that. Money is okay because my husband still goes working. Or if I'm below, like you said, a student nurse, well, there won't be a lot of that money left with paying rent and everything. That's just a sheer fact. I um, One of the core problems I always tackle is with humans is boundaries. Humans have forgotten that they have, or that they need boundaries. And that is for nearly every human. If you ask someone, yes, yeah, sure. Nearly all humans on this planet became people pleaser. Like, yeah, sure, they, they are afraid to say no, but no is a full sentence. And especially as a health, uh, as, as working in healthcare as a nurse or as a paramedic, um, you need to learn to say no. Um, working as a paramedic, uh, there was patients 
you you kind of knew them already you know they were the 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 every time callers <laughs> they they call at least once a week oh i've got this i have that and you knew they didn't they were just sometimes it was old people just wanting to talk and you know of course yes first responder someone maybe needs cpr right now so it was wrong of them to call but it wasn't on the other hand either i i started to learn no the first time when i was working as a paramedic i forgot to say no again when I started to work in hospital, like do that. Okay, yeah, sure, run there. Uh, yeah, sure, I will do that. Run there, run there, run there. And at some point when I started to say no again, I lost the job. That was a turning point. So I probably would, first of all, say, hey, you need to set boundaries. A no is a no. If you are exhausted, if you can't go to work because you are tired and you are scared something will go wrong, say no. You call up work and you said, hey, I need a mental health day. I need a date for my mindset. And I know a few countries have mental health days. And I think even Britain has a mental health days in their system now that you've got like, I think uh, so much days in a year where you can just phone up work like on the same day in the morning and say like, hey, watch out. I need a mental health day. I'm not coming into work today. Or just write an email or however you correspond in the company you work at or in the hospital. And a few countries have that mental health days. And I think that is so important. I mean, Javi, I think it's, I don't know. In Germany, it's called Karenz Day. And I think there are four in a year. And by all means, four days in a year really isn't that much. <laughs> but still, there's that these days where you still get paid. There's no holiday taken off you. And where you can just phone up and say, I'm taking my mental health day or my, my Karenz Day in, in Germany. Um, and I won't come to work today. And they can't do anything about it. So I think that is something good happening already, that there are days like that. And um, my approach definitely would be for a healthcare worker that wants to change something to, first of all, like, what are your what are your values? Like, truly your values, because you got a bit lost in the job you are doing. So we have to figure that out again. What is that? What made you do it in the first place? How, how do you want to get there again? like find back to yourself and, and, and your values and, and your morals. And um, then we need to set boundaries to keep them safe because the, 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 what we need is you as, as a person, you need to be a safe place for other people because that is your job, but especially you need to be a safe place for yourself. So um, I would probably teach them to say no and then find a way in their hospital or in it, like for me, like for me, it was coaching. And I still can do what I would like to do. I can help people. I can heal people. Uh, but just in a different way, instead of doing it with medications. <laughs> I'm doing it over the, over, over mental health and, and um, physical being and, and nutrition and, and all that stuff. Like, you know, just like the whole aspect thing, the whole spectrum. <laughs> Check everything out and, and, and level it up. And um, for, for someone else, it maybe would be, okay, uh, I'm going to take up another loan or something. I'm going to go and study psychology because I'm whatever. You know, there's so many possibilities to work and heal and help people. There's, there's so many out there. <laughs> um, so, yes, but if that person really wants to stay as a nurse because that's her thing or a caretaker in total, paramedic, um, the first thing would be to set boundaries, definitely. Set boundaries. You need to set boundaries for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to 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 protect yourself because you can't protect others if you can't protect yourself that just doesn't work you can't be a shield if you've got if you're holy and then 
every sword goes right through you, then you're not a good shield, really, aren't for, for anyone that wants to get to know you and hear about your coaching or hear more about you, Casey, uh, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, I'm starting my social media journey um, on Instagram <laughs> a bit. <laughs> um, and do like a few reels about happiness and mental health and setting priorities and boundaries, doing a few, I think they're called reels, <laughs> basically short videos. So uh, yes, I would tell, the, the name is, cast on the travel of life with one of those little things at the bottom so uh, yeah and of course my website caseydanielle.com so uh, those are the two approaches that you of course get to know me a bit nearer where you can book a call if you want to get to know me or hear a bit more about the program or the coaching or yeah (laughs) maybe just tell me that I have a really weird opinion that's okay too (laughs) I can live with that (laughs) that's brilliant Casey it's great to have you on the show Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Give Yourself Some Leeway. And if you did, please rate and review wherever you're listening to this. It makes the podcast more easily found. And if you got value from today's episode, please share with family, friend or loved one, because they may benefit from it just as much as you did. If you have any questions or any feedback on the topic, or maybe ideas for future episodes, you can reach out to me at giveyourselfsomeleeway.com or send me an email, eugene at leeway.ie. I read everything myself and usually respond within a day or so. So yeah, I look forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a great day and we'll talk soon.